Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and I still have no Bubba. We don't know where Bubba is or if Bubba's alive or if he's got the Rona still. We don't know. I haven't heard from him. But I do have no Bubba, but I do got a guest. I got Pickle in the house, Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. I was going to say there's no Bubba, but we got Pickles. (laughs) Bubba's and Pickles. There we go. I've been wanting to get yeah. you back on here for a while, man, but just scheduling and the way I roll when Bubba can't show up, I've got a pretty consistent theme, which seems to be don't really think about it at all until the last minute and then call somebody. Yeah. So like it works with me. Yeah, I just called you a couple hours ago for today. So I should have thought this through already, but I appreciate you jumping in here. Hey, no problem, man. Anytime. So how you been? Hey, we ain't talked in a while. What's been going on in the world? Pretty, uh, pretty damn good. Good deal, man. Trying to survive this uh, this heat wave we've got going on up here. You would think it's nice and cold in Canada, but no, it's like ninety two degrees in my shop right now. It's ridiculous. Oh, dude, ninety two would be so cool. It's it's probably one. Yeah, no, not one fifteen. Not in for this shop. snow, man. <laughs> So what you got new going on, man? I'm seeing some friction folders, and I want to hear about those. Those are bad to the bone. Yeah, man. Those were um, – I had done one a couple months ago, my first one. Like, I just wanted to change things around, you know, a bit, like do something different in the shop rather than just do kitchen knives always. So uh, I pulled a folder, and, you know, and I just posted it on Facebook, and I caught some orders. I caught, like, four orders right away. And then I started making – those like I caught up down my my order list, so I started doing these four folders, and I decided to make five, and I put those up, and I was like, "There's one available, you know," and that one right away, and uh, I caught a few more orders for, I think it's three more after that. Yeah, yeah. I posted my started posting my run, and uh, it's quite the it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing as say I'm making a knife. <laughs> so is there any kind of mechanism in there or is it just a pivot point friction folders are the simplest ones you could make in my opinion you know? right right traditionally though when i think of a friction folder i'm kind of thinking of the tail out of the back that locks into the spine you know yep that way your hand I, is kind my of holding first one it i did got the tail the first one i did got the tail and it's got some uh multi-layered uh g10 scales you know some beige green and black I think with tan or whatever and I didn't like I said I didn't really uh, I just kept the handle scales nice and plain on that and then uh, when uh, people ordered them they weren't really fans of the tail sticking out so I was like alright well I'll just make it like a regular folder but with no tail so what keeps the blade you know, open when it when you're using it yeah well I, I put the stop pin at the back, where it would, uh, at the top, I mean, where it would just, instead of sitting on top of the stop pin, it's sitting up against it up front. Okay, gotcha. Like it's locked in there, my lock pin or stop pin, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, the tab, there's a tab that comes out off the back, just a slight little tab to get it open somewhat, and then you can just swipe it open with your thumb, no problem. Yeah, that thing looks awesome, dude. I saw when you were first starting to put them together, you just had the blade portion cut out, and I knew what you were up to, yeah. man. I've been keeping an eye on that. That's cool. I've never tried that yet. I don't. I don't know if I will or not. You know, obviously, I want to try something different at some point, but folders just has never really crossed my mind too much. 
Right. Well, the search engine folder, like I said, is probably the simplest one to make, right. in my opinion, because like I said, there's nothing to it. Like my first one I did, I didn't even, there's no washers, bushings or nothing. You know, I didn't even have a proper pivot post, you know, adjustable, like no screws in my post to adjust the friction or whatever. You know, it's just like shoot for it. If it works, it works. And if it, it catches on, well, I'll do them better next time, you know? There you go. So pretty much what I did. I ordered a bunch of uh, pivots and washers and screws from the uh, USA Knife Maker. Because unfortunately, we can't find any folder-making parts here in Canada. I looked everywhere as high and low and found nothing. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, Canadian suppliers, I got an important announcement to make. And today's the day. Hello? And uh, I'm glad you're on here with me for this one. The Hustle and Grind podcast has a new official sponsor. Whoa. Yeah, dude. So we are Canadian. They are Canadian. And uh, let me, can I get you? Yes. Yeah, sure. Go for it. I'm going to guess we've talked about it before. I've heard you talk about it on the podcast. Actually, last week you talked about them. Uh, you talked about epoxy. That is correct. CEC knife making epoxy. Yeah, dude. So yeah. I've been using their stuff for a long time. Um, and I, I love the product and I've never even talked to them before, but I've shouted them out on Facebook and, uh, Instagram, all that stuff, just saying, you know, this is what epoxy I used. And, uh, we got to talking, I don't know, it's been three or four months ago, probably when we first kind of got to talking about some type of sponsorship and, um, it's just, we finally got everything put together and it's now official. So they are sponsors of the podcast. Yeah. They got a a box of goodies on the way to me right now. And, um, I'm going to try, you know, obviously I'm going to get the C tough epoxy and the five minute epoxy. Um, they're sending me some, some CA glue, the black stuff and, uh, a few other things that I haven't tried, you know, just to kind of give some new stuff a a shot. Yeah. I get the feel of it. You know, there's a bunch of good product they have. I use their CA glue. I use, uh, there are three types of epoxy I use as well, too. I got their wood CA glue, their metal glue. Uh, no, I, I use what I need. You know, they got good products. So yeah, I was, they're, definitely, uh, they're definitely hooking you up with good stuff. Yeah, the first time I used it, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I will say the five-minute epoxy stinks. None of them smell good, yeah, I don't, but that one especially stinks. But maybe that's because it's working yeah. harder. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but my 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 thought on that was if it stinks worse than any other fucking epoxy out there for five minute epoxy, it's probably better. It's, it's doing something the others aren't doing, right? <laughs> exactly, it's got a different chemical reaction to it that the others don't have, or a different product or whatever in there that uh, ingredient that like that does that that makes it just that much better that it stinks actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, but I'll take that. You know what I mean? It's good stuff. And, yeah, uh, no, I use it. I've been using the five minute stuff to set my pins on my uh, folders. It's been working perfect. Yeah, so um, yeah, everybody check them out if you want some good quality epoxy. It is CEC Corp knife making epoxy, and uh, give them a follow on Instagram. Tell them you heard of, heard about them here. Unfortunately, there is no promo code that we have with them, uh, and that is not a for now situation. That's just the way it is. Because their prices are already so good, they literally do not have room in their prices. Oh, dude, their prices are way better than anyone's. That, yeah, that, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I ain't going to name anyone, but I've tried a few, and, you know, I paid for a few, and 
when I found Secorp, I actually found them on Amazon before it was even like known of people like, well, what are you using for a box? I was like, oh, I'm using Secorp. And they're like, oh, where'd you get that? Like, yeah, I got it off Amazon and it was shipping out from DC, you know, and then I looked into it further and it was, it was from here in Canada. And I was like, holy shit, I should, you know, it's made here in Canada. So it made it that much better for me. And then, uh, when MKS, Maritime Night Supply started, you know, getting into his products that he'd be offering and all that. And I was like, you know, you're going to be looking into the epoxies and all that. And I was like, you know, I use this stuff here and it's pretty, pretty good and it's Canadian, you know. So that's all he carries now too, and I've been around and I tried quite a few, you know. Yeah, I, and like when I see it go through on forums on Facebook, like, oh, what epoxy, what this, what that, or what do you use? I stay away from those conversations because they piss me off. Yeah, <laughs> people calling you know JBL five minutes, but that's epoxy out there for everything. It's like, nah. No, I have used the JBL five minute epoxy in a pinch because I can run to Lowe's and get it, but. Yeah, exactly. I but haven't still. really torture tested that enough to have ever mm-hmm. actually sold a blade and put one out in the world that was held together with that. Well, I've used it. They're five minute and they're regular epoxy. When I saw the five minute wasn't working that great, I was like, hey, I'll you know try the other stuff because, like you said, you could get it at any hardware store. Right. Uh, I rent like you guys have lows. We have lows here, but not where I am. But uh, I, I rent a Canadian Tire, which is pretty much a general hardware store bunch of stuff. So uh, I grabbed their JB Well, you know, this is when I first started and I was tired of paying for Gorilla Glue tubes, you know. Right. <laughs> so those started getting expensive after a while. If you do the math, you know, they're like 10 bucks a tube here for 25 mil. That's exactly what. 250 mil for, for 25 bucks. That's exactly what I started with was the syringe type thing of Gorilla Glue way back in the day. Yeah, the two-part Gorilla Glue epoxy, which works pretty good. Yeah, but like you said, it, uh-huh. that adds up. I mean, because at the most, you're going to get two blades worth of epoxy out of one tube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, if you do it right. Yeah. So, and I, it gets expensive, you know, because I, I was emptying out. We don't have much up here where I'm from. You know, little town where I'm from, they don't even carry the road with the local hardware store. I got to go to the city to get that. And that's like 40-minute drive from here. And uh, there's only like two hardware store, three, three places that would carry it. And I clean them out every time. I go to town, so it's like, yeah. you know, I got to figure this out. And then I was looking on Amazon for a gorilla loop, and they had like ten packs. And then that's when I spotted TechCorp, and I was like, oh shit, okay. And I looked at the reviews, and there were some good reviews. Well, I'll give it a try. And I've been at it over a year with TechCorp for for epoxy. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to have them with us, man. They're gonna they're gonna take yeah, care of cool, us, man. and. Um, you know, it's I, not definitely good for you, man. Yeah, I want to help push people towards them because I mean they're still, like you said, they weren't even known a year ago. So they're kind no, of, they've only been out and about for a little over a year. They got like other divisions of epoxy, I believe. Like they got like marine epoxies and all that. Like a, like they got the knife making line, and then they got the bolt stuff, and then they got whatever other stuff. But like you know, all we're going to hear about obviously is the knife making stuff more. Right. That's what we use. We don't really care about marine epoxy. Yeah, they're still under a thousand followers on uh, on Instagram. On Instagram, hey, you know what's funny, uh, Pickle? Me and you talked. We, you've been on the podcast before, and last time you were yep. on here, for some reason, we got to talking about uh, Instagram followers. And yep. me and you had almost an identical number, and yep. I, I want to say it was somewhere like around four hundred at that point in time. 
I, it was like three thirty-five. I had that night. Like, I was like in the three thirty. Yeah, and I think I was just a tiny little bit over that. So now I just yeah. pulled up your Instagram. You've got six hundred and thirty now, and yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm up to six hundred and forty-seven. So we've both almost doubled, but we're still within 15 followers of each other. I just think that's yeah, kind of we're, we're killing each other. I'm killing. I'm right on your ass, man. Yeah, dude. Come on. Let's go to the top together. That's the plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Like, I noticed uh, a few spikes in my uh, Instagram following, but I think it was to you I was talking one day, and I was like, it's because you guys, you know, you guys start talking about pickle cutters or you throw out my name here and there. And next, next thing I get noticed, I get notifications. People started following started following you. And then, and then I was like, fuck. And then I listened to the podcast the next day and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite you know, parts about this podcast is, you know, I get to talk about people, you know, that, that I talk to on a regular basis. Me and you text back and forth all the time. You know, we don't, exactly. we don't really talk on the phone cause it's, you know, international. And I know it, messes up your phone bill but you know we're, we're texting constantly so when i'm able to like yeah. shout somebody out and then they say hey man thanks for the shout out i got 12 new followers that's cooler than me getting 20 new followers when i hear that yeah no it's you're helping us out and we're helping you out by giving you content to air you know like yeah everybody's there to help each other out right exactly and i want to give another shout out to my buddy jason moss at aru blades this dude did something completely unexpected he sent me a video of him playing the guitar. Now oh, nice. me and him, we text back and forth quite a bit too. So when I got the alert on my phone, I was at my parents' house and all I saw was he said something about killing some time. So fooling around with the guitar, something like that. And it was a, a preview picture of just him. So I was like, Oh man, there's no telling what he's fixing to say or do. So I'll look at that later. He played the intro song to the hustling grind podcast on an electric guitar and nailed it oh, nice. it was so cool dude i've got to ask him I you got to get that to play for the fucking intro from now on yeah i would love to be able to do that i don't know how to to get oh, there's a way of doing it you could probably get the audio or whatever out of that video yeah there's got to be some kind of way it's just above you're you're, you're probably your podcast syndicate guy there the peach podcast syndicate guy the guy that owns that place should be able to do that too. oh yeah he, he probably definitely will but I want to ask him yeah. for permission to post it. You know, I could do it. He already sent it to me, but, you know, just make sure he's cool with it. You know what I mean? He might say, no, yeah, I can no, do it better. Cool. Let me resend it. But that was awesome. That makes me want a theme song. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And I was actually not long ago thinking about um, changing up the theme song. Not for any cool. reason whatsoever, just, you know, to switch it up. But It changes, okay. I'm all about diversity. Yeah, but I mean, now that he did that, I'm like, man, it's kind of like, I don't want to change it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's cool yeah. enough for someone to remember and they're just fooling around with their guitar and they want to play that, man, that's a win. Yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, it's a catchy, uh, even when I'm done listening to the podcast when it airs, like I still got that little jingle, not jingle, but whatever playing in the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I want to. I had it set as a ringtone on my phone for a long time, but my stupid phone for some reason the ringtone starts really quiet and it escalates within about three or four seconds. So by the time it's loud enough to hear, it's like starting in a weird part of it. So yeah, yeah, I had to change it. You have to set your phone so the ringtone doesn't escalate. That it's just straight out loud. Yeah, that's another thing out of my pay grade, but um. 
I don't know how to do that technology stuff. I will be making the switch to Apple. It's an Apple? Well, no, I'm I'm fixing to make the switch to Apple. So right now I got Android, and it's a the phone itself is a piece of shit. It's on the charger right now, and I'm crossing my fingers that it makes it through this podcast while it's on charge. It it's just (laughs) it it won't charge. Somebody needs a new phone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm big time. So everything up here at the studio is Apple. And it would just be a lot more convenient for me to have an iPhone because I can do all that airdrop stuff and all that. Yeah, but, everything would be compatible. Right. But I'm a little nervous because I've had Android since Android came out. That's all I've ever used. And to, yeah. like, start from scratch as an old man, you know, I'm not that technology guy no more. Makes me a little nervous. So I was, I was pretty much into the technology thing my whole life, like, Playing with Commodore sixty fours when I was a kid, you know, like that's what we had for computer in the household before the internet. Right. And when we got our first Windows NT computer, we, there wasn't even any internet here locally yet. You know, a lot of people were getting computers just for gaming. And uh, I was always into the, the computers and the the, the, hard, the software and the hardware, the building part, and all that. Like I'm a, a total computer nerd. Uh, stepped away from that stuff like fifteen years ago. Got tired of just putting so much time into it. Right. Always being in front of a computer. So I literally wiped everything out of my life that has to do with technology. So to be up to date with all that stuff and like phones, I'm okay with. But if you ask me to look at your computer, forget about it. They've changed so much. And that's the thing. Everything changes so quickly on these things. Like I, I just got a new phone myself. Uh, you know, it's from one Samsung to another, but why does it have to be so different? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went from a Samsung Galaxy S, whatever the new one was, I don't know, three or four years ago. And uh, something like that, yeah. But then I went to the Motorola Droid Z4 Turbo because it's supposed to do all this fancy stuff. It's got attachments where you can make it into a projector screen, and it's just a a bunch of stupid nonsense. But you can shake it two times and the flashlight turns on. That's what sold me. But uh, cool. but it's all still Android, like you said, but it everything's completely different. And it's hard to yeah. learn. So going to iPhone, man, I'm going to be calling some people, talking about how to make a text message. Yeah. I call you, but I don't know how my phone works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, unfortunately. But yeah. I'll figure it out. I'm sure I can at least figure out how to get to YouTube so I can – Watch a video on how to work it. So I was listening to the podcast. Uh, tell me about this uh, this car thing and the, 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 the auctions and all that. What's up with that? Well, that's something I've been doing for a little while. I hadn't really talked about it much, you know, just because why would you do that on a knife maker's Instagram page or whatever? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. yeah, so the guy that owns the podcast syndicate here, he, uh, he has a car lot too. And I go to the auctions. Okay, with him and you know the guy that runs the car lot for him and just they buy and sell cars but uh, we've been noticing a lot of them need paint and body work and they could be you know the value could double and uh when i was fresh out of high school that's what i did is i worked at a at a body shop doing collision repair and got into painting i I was never a full-time painter but i was painting cars and you know spraying bumpers and hoods and whatever parts here and there and uh, since then have done it quite a bit on the side so we're looking at opening a business doing that so um Sweet. Yeah, right that works. 
right now we're getting the building ready and uh we're getting all the equipment picked up on monday and uh we're gonna start spraying some cars making some money that's the whole okay. goal of it is to make some cash so you gotta do what you gotta do to make it work right yeah that's right so uh yeah on the last episode too we talked about me doing an auction on that american flag knife that's been hanging around my yeah. shop for far too long I did do an auction on that, and that knife is finally out of my shop. Finally, how much did it go for a decent amount? Not really. It went. For, did you get? Huh? Did you get what you were looking for? I did, I wasn't too far off. I started it at two hundred fifty bucks, and I got one bid on it. So it, that's what it went oh. for. Um, uh, well, hey, so right. If I was going to put it up for sale, it was probably going to be three fifty. But I was kind of hoping, right you know. If I start it low, yeah. maybe I'll get some competition. The bids will pump it up. But get it going. Yeah. Again, it could have I could have posted it at the wrong time of day. You know what I mean? It, it might have not came across anyone's feed that maybe would have wanted it. But that, yeah. that's just a risk you take when you do them kind of things. Um yeah. and that, that's something I'd have to give a try as an auction. Well, that's the guy that bought that one's the same one that bought my last auction knife. And he's bought several okay. knives from me. And um, I've got a handful of people like that. You know, if if something sits around for just a couple of days, don't send me a message and say, "Is that you still got that one?" And I tell them, "Yeah." yeah. And they don't even ask a price. They'll just say, "Okay, I'll take it." I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, that works. That's always uh, that's always fun to hear when somebody says, "Is that knife still available?" Like I hear it all the time. Like, is that knife available? <laughs> yeah. It's like, nah. <laughs> you always think be available. Like every. Every time I post a knife, they ask me if it's available. And it's like, no, this is an order. Your, your orders, you want your picture posted here on my page. You need to buy a knife from me. Yeah, that's that's what I tell everybody. Is You know, this one's spoken for, but I can always build another one. Yep. Your choice of the material. willing to buy it right on the spot right there. You know, like put your order in if you really want one that bad. Yeah. I'm starting to get these people like how they are. You know, the ones that say I'll get back to you later, they never do. You know, the ones that are serious about either knife collecting or just, you know, enjoy your work and love your work and collect. Because I have one girl, um, I got one of hers just coming up in the folders, and she won the last raffle I did. And uh, that was a build your knife. So once she gets those two knives in her hand, she'll have seven of my knives in her household. Holy cow. You know you're doing some solid uh, work when people come back like that. That's a good feeling. Yeah, exactly. You know, it gives you a sense of, uh, of, of uh, you know, I'm proud of, you know, like when I, people are like, oh, I'll fucking get there. There's one guy, like everything I post, like if I say it's available, he hopes he's the first to get in on it. And he's been putting in orders left and right with me. Like he's got like four or five in my blade. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And like he was looking into other makers at one point too. And he had ordered a kitchen knife from one guy. And, uh, well, he was w- looking into ordering a kitchen knife with one guy. And then I had happened just, uh, like, I posted one, like, two days before it was a Santa Cruz. And um, I had posted it. And I was like, well, did you see the one I just did? Did you miss my, my last two posts? So it was like, I posted one a couple days ago. And he was like, no. So I, I shoot him a picture. And uh, he's like, all right, how much? And I give him the price. And he's like, Okay, I'll e-transfer you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! And he was 
in, you know, in discussion with another maker on having something made by, you know, but then when he saw this one, he's like, no, I want something like that instead. Yeah, I've got a, a he handful went, of guys. He was posted it on the uh, Canadian Knife and Gear Group. Right. And uh, once he posted it there, I got a bunch of inquiries after that. You know? Hell yeah. That's the way so, to go. It's a good way to work, I guess. I've got a handful of guys that just about every single knife that I put up is available. They'll send me a message and say, hey, man, I'm interested in this. How much is it? And then I'll tell them the price, and they ghost every single time. And I can scroll up for a good ways to where I've done that 10 different times with the same people. And, like, if you order a chef's knife from me, the price is going to be pretty close. You know, it's not like one is extremely expensive and then you're going to find a cheap one. They're all really close. And it's like they just got to know or, you know, pretend like they want it. Or so. I don't know what it is with people like that, but it's aggravating as hell. Yeah, yeah some people, the ones that think that are, are worth expensive. Or, yeah, and there's fine. a bunch of different people. I guess I'm starting to get to, to learn their ways. And uh, there's some, there's one guy, one guy wanted to give me a 25% deposit on it. It was $400 nice. He wanted to give me a hundred dollars and then the three hundred when it was done. And I was like, dude, I do this for a living. But this is my sole income. So uh like, well I don't you know like paying in full until I got whatever in my hands. You know, it's the knife or anything else in life, I guess. And it's just his way of being, you know, and he's like, No, I'm not paying in full and it's like, Well no, I'm not just doing the deposit thing, you know, and unfortunately I'm gonna have to to spit on this order here and not take it because I'm not just taking a partial, you know, deposit. You're going to pay in full if you want a night. So if you change your mind, let me know. Right. Yeah, I do. You know, have 50% deposits, what I do. Yeah, I go for a full price right off the bat. It just shows how dedicated they are. and Nobody's had a problem. He's the only one that I've ever had a problem with out of over 200 orders. I've had some people That's before that guy. have paid me in full without me asking. You know, I'll just, yeah. I'll tell them, you know, it's going to be, you know, 200 bucks down, whatever. And they'll go ahead and send me the full price. And that drives me nuts because when I'm done, yeah, yeah. it feels like there's no payoff at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If I got half that money waiting on me, then I know as soon as I get this done, I get another 200 bucks. The hustle is real. Yeah, exactly. That, that kind of drives me. Yeah, I know what bit. you mean. Uh, because I got orders, you know, at one point I had six months of work ahead of me. Uh, and you know when it got done just down to making that knife I felt more like I owed them a knife you know because they had paid in full six months prior to that exactly it was like oh here's your knife from six months ago (laughs) I wish I could have more money but here it is yeah so let me get in when you're making that knife it definitely has that impact on your mental where you're like fuck I'm making this knife that's been paid for for six months you know I'm not making a penny doing this right now you know, orders slowed down a bit. You know, I got to do things differently. I got to do this. I got to do that. So yeah. start playing around with raffles. And that helps, you know, when I'm in a run or something or I want to get something or I need some inventory, I just pull a quick raffle, you know, win your build. So boom, that goes real quick. So when you do and, that, uh, what are you doing? You just give someone a, you do a raffle like always with a certain amount of spots with a certain dollar amount. And then whoever wins gets to, Pick out their knife. There you go. Okay, that's a cool idea. They, they get to the, they get to choose what they want, and I make it. 
That's a really they cool idea. All their handle material, and there's no limits. To, well, there's no limits. I ain't gonna make a fucking sword. That's for sure. For six hundred bucks. Yeah, dude, I've been getting but, all kinds uh, of sword do, requests. I do uh, thirty spots, twenty bucks a spot. Yeah, that that's pretty cool, right there. You get a lot of people that do like multiple spots. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, last one I had somebody bought thirty at uh, thirteen spots. There's thirteen spots left off the twenty spots. And he's like, "You mind if I get them all?" I was like, "Actually, no. It doesn't really matter if you get them all or not. You know, but like, just whatever, do it." Yeah. So he sent me the the two hundred and sixty bucks, filled the raffle. I raffled it off, but he didn't win. Oh no! You know who won? <laughs> this other chick. <laughs> yeah, this other chick all that always buys like she always buys for a hundred dollars, no matter how much my spots are for ten or five, or she always buys for a hundred dollars. And uh, she actually won three raffles. That's pretty cool, right? In there, man. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. You know, that's the one that's going to end up having seven of my knives in her in her household. Yeah, that's badass. She won the the big bill, which was that ten inch cleaver I did. Oh yeah, I think it was a monster. The dude. first one. Yeah, that was a two handed one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did the nightmare, and then I got the. I got the duck hunter coming up. Cool. I got a special custom order on another big 10 inch cleaver for uh, somebody who's got uh, about like 50 ducks, I think. <laughs> and she, she needs to get rid of them ducks in the fall and make some food with them and all that. So okay. she needed something to cut them heads off. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll definitely do it for sure. <laughs> definitely. I was like, you, go, you came to the right guy for that. If that's what you wanted for. I'll make it for that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, let me let me talk about another one of these sponsors. I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm have to find some structure for this, man, because we're getting big time now. We got three of them, and uh, yeah, that's crazy, dude. I, I feel so blessed whenever I think that. No, yeah. that's good, dude. It's something to be proud of. Yeah, six months ago there was no podcast, you know, and now we've got yeah. three official sponsors. So um, the yeah. ne- next one I'm gonna talk about is Phoenix Abrasives. That's where I get all of my belts. And they're your one-stop shop for all your abrasive needs. You can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com slash shop. I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but that's the line that they sent me and said, read this. So um, that's really all I'm supposed to I do. I thought for you were our, reading that. Dude, <laughs> not anymore. It's in there. It's burned in the brain. But uh, <laughs> they just want me to say that part. But, you know, I like to talk them up a little bit more because they are awesome. And they've got way more than just belts. They got anything that has abrasive material on it, they've got it. And they've also got compounds. You know, all the buffing compounds we all use, uh, they sell all those too. And I'm hooked on this blue compound that I bought them from Blade Show. I can't remember the last time I hand sanded a knife handle. This blue stuff that they've got, I take it up to 600 on a J-Flex belt on the grinder and then hit it with that blue, and it's done. I mean, it is... Just as perfect, it looks like there's a layer of glass on it. And it's not sticky or, you know, gritty like some of the other ones can get. So, uh, and I think I only paid like 15 bucks for that thing. And it's like a five-pound brick. It'll take me five years to go through that stuff. I mean, I'm serious, dude. It's a hell of a chunk. So, I just posted a knife today on Instagram that I finished up today with a black and red handle. And Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, there's no oil or wax or anything on that handle. It is only up to 600 grit and then buffed. I mean, it takes so much work out of 
you know, the end process of getting it shiny and nice. Yeah. I don't do the shiny handle thing. I like to keep my handles. I, I stop at 600. I hand sand my handles. And I stop at 600. And, uh, you know, I do my shaping on the grinders. But I don't go for the glossy, shiny finish at all. Like, I like to keep them kind of grippy. You know, like when I hold my uh, my shop knife in my hand here, like, it's it, it looks good. It's terribly good. But it doesn't have that nice, shiny handle to it. Yeah, I, I like the shiny, dude. There's just something about mm-hmm. the shine makes it look done. You know, and especially on, like, yeah, yeah, my Carta, something like that, it'll, it'll dull down, like, stuff like my Carta. And yeah. you know, that burlap and all that kind of stuff, that'll get dull no matter what. But just to, yeah. to see it shiny right when it's finished, it's like, okay, now we're done. I'm not a big fan of working with Mercado. <laughs> I like even G10. G10 Mercado is pretty neat sometimes. Uh, I guess that's two different things altogether. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like the burlap Mercado, linen Mercado, I don't like that crap at all. It's just, no, no, I've never had any fun with it. I got a chunk left, like half a sheet of three thick green, I mean, like OD green Lennon Ricarda, and then, like, I don't even show it to anybody because I don't want anybody to want it. <laughs> like, no, that's not a handle choice. Yeah. It's disgusting to work with. <laughs> you can have anything you want except that. So you just got another freaking grinder put together, dude. What are you up to three now? I'm running two though. I do have three. I'm looking on running my other one again, but I got to get another motor first. Right. I got to get another few more BFDs. I, well, I got to get something figured out for my BFD. Like either I get identical motors to what I'm running on my BFD right now, and I make it work on one BFD. Or I just get three VFDs and don't care about the motors. So I don't know, you know, either way it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, sounds like a hell of a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's just because I'd rather have four grinders than three, you know, to be honest with you. Well, of course. If I could have four grinders running, I wouldn't be playing with attachments or anything, switching shit around. Or... Yeah, that's true. But speaking of attachments, though, <laughs> let me tell you about a grinder that has a lot of attachments that are really easy to change. Um, have you ever heard of Broadbeck Ironworks? Yeah, man. Holy cow. That is the coolest grinder in the world. It has every attachment known to man plus some, and every single attachment you can be changed out within 10 seconds. Maybe it might take you 15. If you take the whole machine and go from horizontal to vertical, because there yeah. is one little lever you got to pull for that, so that takes an extra point three seconds. But that grinder, or if you're taking a sip of beer, yeah. Well, no, you only drink your beer while the grinder's going. Yeah, 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 and it has to be a fresh thirty-six grit belt on there. I mean, we know the rules, but uh, yeah, I mean that grinder is it's awesome. It, that is the most versatile machine yeah, no, I've it, ever it's seen. Definitely, um, especially coming like. A guy like you that started off with, you know, not a 2x72. We were working on 1x30s. I did the 4x36. You know, when you get to 2x72, it's, it's like the best thing that ever happened to you in the world, in your life, you know, like in a lifetime. It's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, before I had my 2x72, 
I had four one by thirty set up, all <laughs> all running. I had Frankenstein shit all over the place. One of them had most of the frame cut off of it, so that I could get a slack belt on like a four or five inch cleaver and slack belt the whole yeah. thing. I, man, I had so much crap going on. It was ridiculous. I had a four by thirty six, a three by twenty one, and all that crap takes up space. I got that two by seventy two. All that other crap is gone now. I mean, it just it one machine took the place of everything. You know, last week I talked yeah, about I my, my parents were having a yard sale. Everything yeah. besides one of my one by thirties, I took over there and sold for dirt cheap. I did keep one two by seventy two. I mean, one by thirty. I don't really know why. I think it's because I had a pile of brand new belts left, and just figured why not? I'll hang on to one of them. But man, I haven't used yeah. it. No, I, uh, before I started, you know, getting into like different types of belts, I was, you know, I never seen or heard of a scallop belt on the grinder or whatever. And, you know, it was like, oh, a scallop belt, they're one inch wide and you can, you know, get radiuses, you can get nice grooves, you can you know, work a handle contour pretty well with them. And, uh, I'm like, fuck, you know, so I used to do all my handle work on my one by 30. And then, I started doing everything on my grinders. And that's what's nice about having more than one grinder. When I'm doing handle work, I got one grinder with a flat button, and the other one is a slack belt. Right. Yep. So if I got anything to do, or if I'm doing multiple knives or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have to, to switch anything in between. I don't have to go back on the flattener or anything. You know, I got what I'm running. I got three e plates here, I think. Yeah, three. So I got one with a, Flat, flatten that mint condition, which I only do my bevels on. I don't do no rough grinding on that flatten whatsoever because it's a glass flatten. Oh, yeah. And then I got my other one, which is a glass flatten as well, too, but it's seen better days. Just got a few chips in there, mm-hmm. but I'm planning on just taking that off and turning it over and using the other side, so it's going to be like new. Right. And then I got the slack flat, uh, slack belt. Speaking but, of, like I said, when I started doing handles with that, it's like, wow, I need more than one grinder now. Speaking of those belts you were just talking about, those scalloped one-inch wide belts, yeah. holy shit, dude. I got in a fight with a pile of those last night. I went to, I bet. I went to grab one, and they were stacked <laughs> up on the hook just as neat as they could be, you know. Had my little empty uh, tape dispenser roll in the top and bottom so they were all like they're supposed to be. I went to grab just one. I knocked a whole stack over, and it was like a hundred chainsaw chains that got tangled up. Because <laughs> you know how like they'll they'll flip backwards inside on themselves, and you pull it straight. Yeah, they like, curl right up. Dude, hey. that was the biggest freaking mess. I was so pissed. It took me like yeah, those are pain in the ass for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean just to separate them back into their different grits because I had them all on one hook, but they were separated. Yeah, and. I spent a good 30, 45 minutes just trying to untangle this like, mess. I have several, like I have, uh, I think it's 120, 220, 400, 600, I think I have for a small belt. Right. And uh, I have one hook that has every grit, and then the other hooks are brand new belts. So that way I don't have to play around with every, you know, because they're so touchy to play with. Like if you... Like you said, you just unhook them and they curl right up. So, 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I've kind of got the same situation. So I've got one hook that's got a used 220, 400, 600. The one, yep. that, the one that's still good, but it's the one I'm using. And then all the new shit's yep. on the the hook together. On separate hooks. Yeah, that's the one I knocked over. Was the all of the new ones that were all still together? Fuck. Yeah, and it's because I just needed one two twenty belt off of there. That's all I needed, and yeah. it made a mess. But uh, I mean, things. be careful. Don't do dumb things. They're all over the place. It's all too late. And when you become a knife maker, and like the, the, it's a real, it's a real thing. Like belts are a problem. Like I bought seventy something belts that I got stored in my other little storage unit here next to the shop, the little shed that we got. And uh, they're sitting there not being used to get them out of my way. And they there's still got some life to them. But I still got some belts in here that still got some life to them too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I bet. And I got a bunch of new belts too. And now I got belts hanging everywhere still. I've got, hell, there's no telling how many belts total in my shop. But as far as belts that are just worthless, I bet I've got 50, 50 to 75 36 grit belts. Oh, yeah. They're they're completely worthless. Like, they will not grind anything sure. anymore. But I can't throw them away. I just keep telling myself. No, you just can't take yourself to throwing them away at all. No. It's like I know what these things cost, and they're so big and bulky, it seems like there should be another use. Something. I haven't touched a 4 by 36 sander or belt, whatever you want to call it. But I haven't touched one of those, you know, at least 16 months ago that I only, you know, it took a couple months before I said, okay, I need a 2 by 72 Right. So uh, <clears throat> it's still sitting, not in the shop here, but in the storage shop. And all the belts are still there, too. And there's no point of keeping, like, 80 belts of 4 by 36 belt standard. Yeah. Absolutely none. I know what you mean, man. It's it's hard to throw stuff like that away. The only belts that I've seen myself like have no problem throwing away are one by thirty belts. Oh yeah, I used to toss those all the time. Yeah, those those aren't a problem. <laughs> yeah, every couple of weeks on trash day, you know, however much room was left in our trash can before we rolled it to the road, I'd roll it back to the shop and I'd fill it to the top with as many old belts that would fit, and. Just do that every couple of weeks. I didn't have no problem throwing them away. One of those, like, two, two or three bucks a piece, big deal. I mean, sometimes not even that much. No, but when you start paying, like, ten bucks a piece. Exactly. you got to hang on to them for well, a while. Well, they're expensive here. Like, what What do you pay for, um, say, a 36 ceramic? 36-grit ceramic. Oh, like, the, what's the U.S. price on a belt? To be honest with you, I really don't know. Um, yeah, so you don't pay for it. Oh, I do pay for my belts. I do not get free belts. <laughs> I wish I did. That'd be freaking awesome. But I have never ordered one belt. So when I, like I said before, I, when I need belts, I call Greg at Phoenix Abrasives. I call him on the phone and I say, I need 25, 36 grits, 20, 220s, 2400, you know, whatever the order may be. I'll tell him the whole thing. You put an order in. Right. Yeah. You pay the bill when the order gets there. Exactly. I mean, I just, I pay yeah. the, the whole bill. And I mean, I get 10% off my belts at Phoenix Abrasives because I use the hustle code promo 10. Dude, yeah. could I have screwed that up any worse? 
the hustle code promo 10. I used the promo code. <laughs> hustle 10. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I didn't even it. It ran through my head again. I was like, yeah, you didn't say that. I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. You, use that hustle code, promo 10. But yeah. No, hustle 10 gets you 10% off, and that's the same code I use. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I got people ask me all the time, like, you know, what are you doing for Phoenix Abrasives? Like, what are they What are they giving you for free? Dude, I don't get nothing free. I, I get the exact same 10% off that everybody else does. The way, that yeah. I, the way that I benefit from them sponsoring us is on Tuesdays when this comes out, they share it. And that's just yeah. called spreading the love. You know what I mean? Sounds exactly. fair to me. You know, and there's no hate. It's a no hate community. Even if I were to talk about a different brand of belt, nobody's going to hate you for it. And nobody's going to hate me. Or, like, there's no bashing. There's no... I'm sure they have great belts, and in the end, they end up being the same belts everyone else is using at some point, you know. Right. Because the new, um, who is it? That is it? Is it Broadbeck that's got the, the Annihilator or something like that that came out? Yep, that's Broadbeck, and we've talked about Broadbeck's belts on here a hundred times. Yeah, and it's a GSM, right? I don't have any idea. Huh? We said a, a VFM. What's that? The brand of belt, VSM, on the back of that new belt that's Project uh, has. Oh, I don't have any idea, dude. I've never seen one. I've seen them used in like Instagram videos, but I don't have any. I haven't like handled one. But somebody, I know, I know what you mean now. Me about that the other day, though. I, I thought I heard, heard it on the podcast or something. I'm not sure, but somebody brought it up to me saying, "Oh, it's actually in my inbox." Somebody that ordered some, and I don't even think it's who is it. I gotta look because it blows my mind. Oh yeah, I guess um, they got their belt, and it turns out it's the same belt that I use, but I use the VSM Astro, well, Raw or whatever it's called. Yeah. But um, buddy sent me a message the other day, and he told me that he's like, "Yeah, the, the new belts from so and so end up being." Uh, Message. Yeah, I mean we've talked like said, we've talked about Broadbeck's belts on here. We've talked about you know I've had three people that I can think of right off the top of my head, um, which yeah. is Roy Scott, Tommy Matthews, and Sharky. Um, yeah. All three of those are sponsored by Red Label Red Label Abrasives, and they've yeah. they've talked about those. There's no hate if someone yeah. uses a different belt. You know, so what. But you know, like even combat abrasives, I've um, they uh, maritime night supplies carries those now, and I ordered some. And when I was expecting to see, you know, if I'm ordering a brand of belt, I'm expecting to see that name brand on the belt. But no, it turns out it's not a combat abrasives labeled belt. You know, right? Another company that supplies them with belts and their combat abrasive belts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it is what but it is. It's all good, though. They do, they do the same thing. Like I said, we all end up using the same belt at some point. You know? Yeah, everything's it's rebranded and relabeled at some point in time somewhere. But, yeah. I mean, the moral of the story is, no, I don't get anything for free by doing this podcast or talking about yeah. anybody. Yeah. But, but, I mean, like I said, I get but, a little uh, extra exposure. They shout out the podcast. And, you know, if yeah. one new person listens to the podcast and they hear me talk about Broadbeck and they go get a grinder. Well, guess what? Yep. Broadbeck shares the, the podcast post too. They put it in their story every Tuesday. 
So that means so other people come and listen to your fucking shit. Right. So that means Broadbeck just helped me by bringing new listeners, and in turn, I'm helping Broadbeck yeah. by pushing it to them if they heard about me from Phoenix. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's all about helping everybody out. Yeah, it is. And it is. You know, it's just like uh, uh, Brian House. He shares other people's stories or posts or whatever. You know, like my 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 Tumblr post that I posted the other day. That thing that that post blew up. Like we were talking about numbers all day. I'm, I got over twenty two thousand views on that video. Yeah, that thing was pretty cool, dude. And, yeah, and it's still going. Like, there's no let go at all. Like, it's at least a thousand views per day still. Yeah, that one I sent and, you and it earlier. Blew my mind. I was like a tumbler. <laughs> yeah, the, the picture I sent you earlier that I got two thousand views on. That, yeah. By far, yeah. I've never had that many views on mm-hmm. any one post. And let me guess, you shared it to quite a few pages, right? I shared it to two, groups, two groups on Facebook. Two? I did. Yep. Um, there, I tried to take. Well, I take that back. I tried to share it to quite a few. It got denied in a bunch of them, and um, they told me it looks like a sales post, and it did not like say a, a sales post. Okay. And it didn't have the word for sale or available. It said, I still got a lot of work to do, but I couldn't resist posting this because it's looking real cool. You know, what do you, what do you guys think? And uh, for some reason, they thought it was a sales post and denied it. But there were two groups. I think it was uh, the bladesmithing for beginners and knife making 101 or something like that that let it yeah. go through. And I got, I got some good interaction on that. I got some comments. So that was pretty fun. You know, just getting comments from people I've never met before, never heard of, and, you know, starting conversation. That's just pretty cool. But uh, I'm trying to pull it up again now to see if I've got any any extra since I sent that to you, but I don't even think I know how to do that anymore. I really yeah. don't. I don't know how I got to it the first time whenever I sent it to you. It just popped up somewhere. It's getting hot here, man. Where are you at? You in your shop? Yeah, I'm in my shop. I got my windows blocked out to keep the sun out because I got the, the southern sky facing my shop. Oh. So the sun's there all day long. That sucks. I got sands all over the place. Well, we can go ahead and wrap it up if you're ready. That is completely up to you. No, there's actually something I wanted to bring up before we wrap things up. Hell yeah, let's do it. What you uh, want to talk about? Yeah, exactly. What am I up to? Um, I'm working on making things official with pickle cutters, like it being a registered business okay, and all that good stuff. And uh, I've been working on that for the past month or so. And uh, the whole business plan and all that, and like some uh, grants and, you know, to get all that good stuff going. And uh, it was yesterday. Or the day before yesterday, yeah, I um, I officially registered my uh, business name and everything. It's actually now a legit registered business, and it's the first one in the province of New Brunswick, like the first knife making business to be registered. That's badass, dude! Congratulations! Thank you. So I'm working on that now, and you know, trying to you know get get out of this smaller shop. You know, I. It's a dream. Dreams are doable because, like I said, you, you want to make dreams come true. You got to be awake, and I spend a lot of hours awake, and I don't sleep much. Yeah, but uh, 
you know, and it's to make that dream come true. And they're the ones that are going to help me make it come true, you know, this organization that I'm working with. So, uh, you know, the heat treat of it and the, the forge press and all that stuff and a bigger shop, you know, like, they're, they're, they're going to help me make it happen. So, so is this, you know, it's a, are you going to have, process, but, are you going to have like a new shop built at your house? Or are you looking at going, you know, to, so I'm probably going to get new property and whatnot, you know, like giving myself another year to get things sorted out with all that. Yeah. And then I want to buy a piece of land and build. That is awesome, man. That's what I want to do. Congratulations. Right. I'm happy for you. I don't want to have to pick up after somebody else's, you know, building and then make it my own. You know, if I'm going to make do something, I always said, if I'm going to build a house, I'm, if I'm going to get a house one day, I'm not going to buy a house. I'm going to build a house because I can. Right. So uh, I'm going to do the same thing for my shop and probably end up making the living quarters along with it. You know, like this you know, little bachelor side of the shop, you know. Right. Are you married? I don't need much anyway. Uh, no, not married. No kids. No nothing. Damn, no dude. Pets. You have got yeah. it made. I mean, not That's that being married is a bad thing. I love my wife. But it, you don't you don't yeah, hear about you, do. you don't hear about people our age too often that are you know, not married with children. Yeah, no, I was uh, you know my brothers they both have kids and not they're not married but they you know long term relationships so. right and because uh, we're not really the kind to practice really too much so yeah. marriage is not something that's on our list to do. <laughs> so uh, and I've always been the black sheep of the family so it's like and I don't normally go by society's norms and what should be done and said and where and how and all yeah. that stuff. So, Well, welcome to the club. Like I'm said, in there with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I got my attention anyways. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man, that's awesome, yeah. dude. If I ever make it up to Canada, I'm definitely going to come by and hang out in that picture. Oh, definitely, dude, definitely. I don't definitely. think I'll ever, ever go to Canada. You know, what, you know what else I want to make happen? And uh, these people that are helping me out with my business are going to help me make happen yeah. is the Blade Show 2022. Oh, dude, that'd be Ooh. so badass. Probably not as a display or anything. Maybe I will, you know, but like, it depends if I could, you know, literally catch up on orders and then just focus on that. Well, the thing with Blade Show is if you haven't already got a table right now, there's a good chance you won't because they are so booked up yeah. with the waiting list of people wanting tables. I mean, cause yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. That's because something I didn't of, even think to think about. Yeah. I mean, they've got so much freaking competition as far as people trying to get in there. You know, since Forge and Fire yeah. came out, everybody in the world wants to be a knife maker and shit. Not yeah. going to lie. I started because of that show. I saw it on TV and I was like, man, that shit looks fun. I want to try it. So I tried See, it. That's not even what got me going at all. That's what most people think. And like, I've literally maybe seen three full episodes of Fortune Fire since it aired for the first time. Yeah. I don't watch TV. Well, I'd, so I, I, I don't watch TV very often, but if I watched Fortune Fire, I did truly enjoy the show way back in the day. It's gotten a little bit ridiculous yeah. now. But yeah. the main I reason tell you. I love watching that show is I looked forward to the third round when they went back to their home yeah. shops. I like seeing their how other port. people's shops were set up. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, man, I've seen people with two by 72s, literally the frames made out of plywood. And I look yeah. and I'm like, dude, <laughs> that guy's making it happen. 
Like, I hope he wins. I've seen one of those go by on the grinder group, you know, fucking plywood, two by seven. I was like, holy shit, this guy's dedicated to the art. Right? Even the wheels were like plywood discs. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever it takes, I guess. I mean, who needs bearings anyway? You know, those are options. Hustling hustling and grinding for it and you end up working for it too, right? (laughs) Yeah, it all comes back to come back around. Yeah, I know it does. And at the end, it all does come back around. You know, like I've, you know, you started off with when I started knife making, I had a one gallon paint can forge with Matt Guy's torches in there. That's all I had a disc grinder and a four by 36, nothing else. And I had a woodworking background. And now I'm like full into like metal fad because I like that as much. You know, like when I put this grinder together, I had. A blast doing it, and then I built the second one, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, and everything else I make with my welder and grinders and whatever else I have for the shop, you know, I get a real thrill out of it. So, yeah, you know, that's all part of this business plan too is getting more, more accessible tools to me, so I could make even more tools. You know, like I want a milling machine too because, like I said, I'm getting I tasted fab work, and it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. My first forge yeah. wasn't even a paint can forge. I literally dug a mm-hmm. hole in the ground on the yeah. outside edge of my fire pit and built a big-ass yeah. bonfire because we do that damn near every night in the winter anyway. And once the coals got good and hot, I filled up that hole, and I got the blower nozzle from my air compressor and kneeled Ooh. down next to the fire and used that blower nozzle to control the heat. And that's where I was heat yeah. treating my blades on my knees yeah. out in the yard. I didn't know any better. This kid here in town. This kid here in town that started last November making knives, that's how he was doing it. He was digging a hole in the ground, and he was, like, throughout the winter. He was even forging in the winter, like, heat-treating blades that way. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got in touch with the kid, and I ended up selling him my first 2x72 grinder that I had gotten. And then I gave him a bunch of belts. Gave him a, I gave him a forge, too. All he needed was lower, so he ended up ordering those. So now he has a double forge. But, uh, you know, and the kid's progressing in his work, and he does all those little markets, uh, all the artsy markets uh, where you can get local food and whatever. Right. But, like, that belong, that's his gig, you know what I'm saying? Like, the other knife maker in town here, too, he's got his gig. He's exposed in a few, like, uh, uh, artists, artisan shops in, like, different cities here in New Brunswick. So he gets his exposure that way. I'm all over social media. That's, what, that's how I get it done, you know, but we're all there to help each other out. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like I hooked up that kid with all that stuff that she hooked me up with some stencils for my logo. Cause he's got the equipment for that. You know, and, and you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. You know, like yeah. we were saying earlier. The and we've said it a million times on the show. I mean, the knife making community yeah. is just it's where you want to be. It's crazy. I mean, I've walked up yeah. to people at blade show, you know, I've been for the past several years in a row now. And I, you know, I follow people on Instagram or see them on, you know, YouTube or whatever. And you think like, okay, that's like, you know, he's famous. He's got all these followers. He's famous. And you kind of think a certain kind of way about people. But when you get up there to blade show, I mean, Jason Knight, for example, the host that helped start Forge and fire, you walk up to that dude and say hello. And he, he'll smile ear to ear, shake your hand and stop and have a conversation. He's a regular yeah, exactly. dude like the rest of us, and every one of them. So I, where I walked up to Will Smith at an Oz Fest in, say, maybe 2004, 2005, maybe. 
Yeah. You know, try to get his attention, and he literally blew me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, hey, okay, whatever. There's only been one sure. asshole that I've ever met in the knife making community, and I mean, I'll never say a name, obviously, but. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it because no. I probably would have said it without even thinking. No, I can't do yeah. that, man. I can't do that. But yeah. um, you know, of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I've met over the few last few years at Blade Show, because I mean, I'm one of those people, yeah. dude. I walk up and introduce myself to anybody, and I can have a conversation yeah. with a brick wall like we've been friends I'm forever. The same way. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just I like meeting people. I like talking to people, and everybody is so freaking nice. I mean, Steve Schwarzer stopped but there and had is a, a conversation that one with us. There's one. I met him. But um, yeah, other than him. that, <laughs> other than that, you know, everybody's good. Yeah. Hey, you know, it takes a bunch of different kinds to make a world go round. So it's the same thing in the knife making community. If you want to say, you know, there's some people that I find out there that are kind of toxic to, and their 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 way of being is not, you know, is not humble in my opinion, and I'm. You know, I tend to be, I try to be the humblest I can anyways, you know, and be, be, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But, you know, just be a good person. Don't be a fucking asshole. You know, there's no point in being an asshole in life, but it ain't going to serve you any good at all. Yeah. I mean, I met. No uh, matter who you are. I met Mareko Mamasi up in Blade Show two or three yeah. years ago. And, you know, I've been listening to the Knife Talk podcast just about since it came out. And he's like a, a radio hero to me. You know what I mean? He's like somebody in New York would think about Howard Stern. That's the reason. I, that's the way I think about Mareko. Like his knowledge yeah. is just next yeah, yeah, level. Yeah, no, he's and intellectual individual. Yes, he is. And uh, I mean, hell, he doesn't sell a blade for under like five grand. You know what I mean? That's unheard of. But I walked up to him, and it was funny. My wife was at the ATM machine, and I just happened to turn around, and I was standing behind her. She was trying to get some money out. And I was like, holy shit, there's Mareko. I'm like running off from her trying to catch him. And she's looking like, okay, there's a couple hundred dollars fixing to fall out of this machine. Do I chase you? Do I stay here and get the money? <laughs> she, she didn't know what the hell I was taking off running for. She's like, what's a Mareko? But uh, I, went, <laughs> I went up and caught him and stopped, and it was him and Don Wynn. And uh, they turned around and just talked to me, and I was holding like four or five bars, like four-foot bars of steel. And uh, has some 15 and 20 in there, 1095, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got that. What are you making? You know, like he was a regular dude, just as down to earth, normal as can be. Yeah. No, no, no. That's how you have to be. You know, you know, like, there's, like I said, there's no point in being a fucking asshole in life. Yeah. It'll bring you absolutely no good. It will get you nowhere. You know, being cocky is part of being an asshole. You know, like, thinking you're superior to others because, oh, you've been on a certain show or you've, you know, done certain things or, yeah, no, there's no point in being that way, you know, and I've met people like that down, down the road, you know, in my life. And yeah, just because you got 61.2 thousand followers, in my circle. Yeah. Yeah, 61.2 thousand followers doesn't give you the right to think your shit doesn't stink. But I just completely made that number up, so y'all don't go out there looking for people that have sixty-one point two thousand followers because I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, hell, I've met uh, Neil Kamamura, and he's a very busy dude, so he doesn't like to stop and talk long. But he was very nice, 
Uh, and he's yeah. got like shit. He's pushing a million followers, I think. It's been a long time since I looked. But uh, he, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's over half a million. And he's just a down-to-earth yeah. regular guy. But at the same time. I like, haven't met anybody yet. Dude, you got to get to Atlanta next year, man. No, I, I definitely love to, that's for sure. You know, it depends on how, how everything goes with all these COVID restrictions and travel restrictions and this and that. Like, I could technically cross into the States, go wherever I want because I'm an American citizen, you know. And upon my arrival back to Canada, if I'm not vaccinated, then I got to, you know, test and isolate for two weeks and the whole shebang, this and that. And I am not vaccinated, so I haven't been anywhere in the past year and a half except for my shop. Right. So, well, what you need to do if you do make it to Atlanta is give yourself an extra couple of days, either before or after the show, and come down, hang out in my shop for a few days, and let's do something together. Do a little collaboration. Oh, project. Really? I'm only an hour and a half from Blade Show. Oh, well, that ain't bad at all. No. So, I mean, it's that's the reason it, it ain't no big deal for us to go. You know, we buy the tickets yeah. and just jump in the truck and go. It's not, go, we, yeah. we don't make travel arrangements. I mean, we, yeah. we stay that's up like there. going to town and coming back home. Yeah. I mean, we stay in Atlanta because obviously we go there partying in the pit and we're drinking. We're not going to drive an hour and a half, but yeah, you know, if we had to, we could. Yeah. We wouldn't drink, of course. Oh, that would definitely be cool because, like I said, there's something like when it was going on this year, I was sitting here checking out videos and everything, and I was like, ah. Yeah. Something dude. I want to experience. Like, I want to be part of that. Like, it's intense. It is a whole different world up there, man. It's like if. Oh, yeah, that, like you know, in uh, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when all the little kids go in that room and everything's made out of candy, and they're allowed to yeah, eat yeah. whatever they want, that's what Blade Show is. It's like you you look around and everything you've ever wanted is in one room. Candyland. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what it's like. So it's fucking hilarious. I'm happy for you getting your business going, man. That sounds like it's going to be awesome. You were kicking some ass. Yeah, so hopefully going to work out. You know, fingers crossed, no expectations, but you know, I'm just trying to make it happen. I don't want to go back to work for somebody else, man. Yeah, that's, I me mean, neither, dude. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. like I told my uh, my close uh, family, like my parents and my brother, I was like, if this doesn't work. I'm never again working, period, for anybody else. I'm just going to do odds and ends and survive that way. You know, if I have to make a hut out in the woods and live out of that, I will. I don't care. That's kind of been my plan since I lost my contract, you know, Mm -hmm. back in March, I believe, March or April. I've just been doing side shit here and there, filling in the gaps between knobs. And, you know, now i got this new thing fixing to start up with Brandon, but that's kind of more of a partnership deal. It's not a, you know, boss-type deal. Yeah. But, um. All right, so next week, y'all, all the listeners, thank y'all for tuning in for one hour and six minutes already. There may or yeah. may not be an episode of the Hustle and Grind podcast next week. I'm not really sure yet. Tuesday morning, me and my wife are jumping in the truck, and we're going down to Panama City Beach, Florida, and we're going to spend about three days on the beach. So we won't be back until Friday. Normally, our recording day is Thursday. So if I can get back into town and get some time in the studio, either Friday or Monday, we'll have something out. But you know, as we all know, we record in the studio and other people use it too. So I'm going to do my best to make sure we got something out there, but I'm just not quite sure yet. I just wanted to bring it up on this episode. That way, if there's not one, it's not like a blind, like what the hell, where's the show? But, um, 
Anyway, we we've already broke that one hour mark. Pickle, you want to call it a day, or you want to keep on rambling? I'm good for whatever, dude. No, I do. We'll fucking we could cut it through. Like I said, scorching hot in here. It's like a fucking sauna, and I'm not even working today because if I you know start the VFDs and the motors and this and that, all the heat it just goes up. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. Well, yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap it up here, and I'm going to get back to my shop, and I'm going to do some work today. I'm going to try to get – got three blades I need to heat treat. So I'm going to try to get that done this That's afternoon. Good. and um, Get it done. I got two folders left to do, and they're going to go tomorrow or Saturday. I'll get them probably both done tomorrow, but not today. Yeah, those things are cool, man. I'm I'm really liking those things. So, <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, my name is Jason Hartwell. I'm right now. <laughs> You gonna go snowboarding right now? You gonna ride it down oh, a, a grass hill or something? Yeah, that is a big shit right now. If I was snowboarding. <laughs> All, right. All right, bud. So uh, I'll let you fucking go there, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Hartwell from yeah. JK Blades with Pickle from Pickle Cutters. Nick Tobin, if you want to be all proper sure. shit about it. But uh, till, till next week, guys. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. That's it.